Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the World Percheron Congress coming up later this summer in Brandon. Up first in today's country comment, I'll have details on Farm Credit Canada's Beef Sustainability Program, the latest farm news and market numbers, all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Farm Credit Canada has created a new offering to attract and recognize Canadian beef producers certified to sustainability standards set by the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. Curtis Granger is Director of Lending Products and Sustainability Programs with FCC. Yeah, so FCC is uh, excited to partner with the CRSB and develop an incentive program for producers. So uh, FCC customers that are CRSB certified or eligible for an incentive payment for up to $2,000, uh, and that's calculated based on their lending with FCC. This is available for producers who are already enrolled in the program or uh, or new producers? Uh, this would be producers who are already enrolled in the program, but uh, it is the intention to have the program around for obviously quite some time so uh, it gives producers a chance to become you know certified in the future and and apply for incentives as as they do that talk about you know why the program was uh, established FCC is really excited to to partner with industry-led initiatives that are well established and uh, you know really there for producers to, to help them on their sustainability journey and and what the CRSB is up to it's it's just a great place for FCC to start with an incentive program. And we'll, we'll continue to look for opportunities to partner and support industry-led sustainability initiatives as, as they come up. And there was an earlier pilot uh, project. Um, just talk about the feedback there. The feedback was really positive from the producers in the pilot. We had, uh, I believe, 14 producers that, that went through it. And, you know, the, there is some work to get certified for, for producers. And, you know, that, that takes time. So the, the goal for FCC was to create an incentive program that, that was really simple because the producers already essentially done all the hard work. So the application literally takes, you know, about 10 minutes for the producer to, to do online. And the feedback was really positive and people recognize, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of great stuff in the industry and this is uh, some well, well needed recognition. That was Curtis Granger with Farm Credit Canada. FCC has created a new offering to attract and recognize Canadian beef producers certified to sustainability standards set by the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Manitoba Agriculture says heavy rains the previous week again slowed seeding efforts, leaving fields damp to saturated. Farmers are rapidly adjusting plans to find drier fields, switching intended planting order or harrowing and tilling ahead of planting to condition and dry soil where possible. Provincial seeding progress sits at about 10% complete behind the five-year average of 77% for week 20. Estimates are that most farms and pastures remain about three to four weeks behind normal in terms of seeding progress and forage growth. Farmers are extremely concerned about seeding delays, leading some to switch a small amount of planned corn or soybean acres into canola and spring wheat, while planned field pea acres have dropped in some parts of the southwest in favor of more canola. A few warm, dry days ahead, we'll see a surge in planted acres ahead of Saturday's forecasted rain. Weeds are starting to become a concern for farmers. Kim Brown-Livingston is the province's weed specialist. We're actually seeing a lot of green stuff now. Like, there's a lot of green stuff coming up now. And, you know, we've had some really dry springs lately, the last, you know, three years for some people, the last couple for sure for most of the province. And we have not that flush of growth early on in the spring and I think we're really noticing it now. 
Brown Livingston says it will be important for farmers to get ahead of the weeds this spring. Warmer temperatures are back this week and farmers will be hoping to get back out into the field. Jennifer McComb-Teru with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers had some advice for planting soybeans. You know, given our spring conditions, many are wondering how late you can plant soybeans in Manitoba. You know, with previous years leaving us questioning how early we can seed them. Research has shown that soybean seeding dates can be quite flexible for the month of May. Delayed seeding into June will result in reduced yield potential. But given our current situation, you can still get a good soybean crop. Frost is the biggest early season and end of season threat to soybeans. Spring frost risk is significantly reduced, so you should keep an eye out on your fall frost risk and how your variety lines up. And farm cash receipts for Canadian farmers totaled $23.3 billion in the first quarter of 2022, up by $3.5 billion from the same quarter in 2021. Program payments, livestock receipts, and crop receipts increased from the same quarter in 2021. Record program payments in the form of crop insurance were paid to producers to compensate for reduced production resulting from dry conditions in Western Canada. Commodity prices were high for livestock and crops. All provinces had increases in farm cash receipts, particularly Alberta, which represented more than half of the national increase. Increases were also seen in Ontario, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, May 25th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on the World Percheron Congress coming up in Brandon later this summer. The World Percheron Congress is coming to the Keystone Centre in Brandon July 18th to the 23rd. Ivan Strain and his family are part of the organizing committee. This is heritage, it's culture, it's a sport as well. The sport of showing draft horses. It's been going on in the U.S. of A. and Canada for over 100 years. And, of course, the one that we're hosting this year is 2022. We last held it at the Keystone Center in Brandon back in 2004. It will involve Bertrand horses from across Canada and the U.S. of A. How many horses are you expecting to be in Brandon this summer? First thought we'd have over 500. Now we're going to look at 400 plus. Just tell us a little bit more about the, the Bertrand horse, um, just about the breed and what makes it so special. Percheron horse came from France originally, a little area called La Perche, and yet we call them Percheron. And uh, they've been bred up to be, shall we say, show horses in the past years. Although at our show we do have chore teams, as well as the hitch classes, the line classes, or lead classes. And uh, there's something for everyone to see. We do riding classes. We do cart classes. That's a single horse hitched to a cart driven by both men and or ladies. And we do the same right through team classes, unicorn, four-horse, six-horse, eight-horse hitch. In addition, people say, why do you do this? Well, we have 15 youth classes where young people... 10 to 18 years of age will participate in just about the same aspects all the way through. And I mentioned before, there are riding classes too. You know, an event like this, what's that going to mean for that uh, for the Brandon area? Uh, we think it will mean quite a bit, not only for Brandon, but for Canada all told, because the big thing we forget about, when people come more than 50 miles, they're classified as a tourist. Well, most of the people coming to this event will be tourists. And that is sort of what we all are anticipating when the border opens up 
the Americans will flock across into Canada as they always do, but it's a tourism happening, and uh, when we last held it, we filled every hotel in Brandon and outlying hotels as well. But again, the border was open at that time. And if people, you know, are interested, how do they uh, get tickets? The simplest way is to go to our website, which is worldpertroncongress2022.ca. We have something new this go-around. It's called the Breeders' Challenge, where people in Canada and the U.S. of A. nominated their stallion. That stallion's service is sold, one or two services, so it could be one or two foals. And uh, we had 146 stallions over the three years that were nominated. So the foals off those stallions and the mares will be vying for over $50,000 in special money in addition to all the prizes they can win at the world show itself. I'm a part of three generations of strains. Our son is the co-chair of this go, and our grandson is involved with the Breeders' Challenge. I've been involved in sponsorship and uh, a few other aspects of it. And yes, we're heavily, heavily involved. But again, we are a very small, dedicated, dedicated group, yes, of Pertrand enthusiasts from the province of Manitoba. Talk a bit more, if you could, uh, just about your family involvement with, with that type of horse. Well, we're fifth generation people. Actually, we're sixth. My great-grandfather operated a livery stable in Orangeville, Ontario, and uh, he moved with his family out into the Carberry area back in the late 1880s, 90s, someplace in there, get it right. And uh, since then, there have always been Pertron horses in the strain household. The really big thing is this is a, a show that, similar to the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair, will have draft horses, but this show will only have draft horses. Another piece near the end of our show on the Saturday, this show goes July 18th through the 23rd, and one of our last classes on Saturday is known as Drive for the Cure. It says it all right there. A lady will be driving a car horse, and she will be adorned with all kinds of pink colors, etc., etc. The horse, be it black or be it gray, will be, well, it'll have pink uh, maybe have pink feet and uh, other things on it too. But the drive for the cure is in aid of breast cancer. And uh, it's colorful, and all these ladies driving are either driving as their survivors, or they have the disease, or they're driving for a loved one who's no longer with us. It's, it's a very interesting class. It's only been going for the last two World Portrait Congress. That was down in Des Moines, Iowa, in 2018 and in 2014 it was down in Massachusetts but uh, a colorful colorful class and uh, sort of a nice way to finish the show off before we do the champion six and eight that was Ivan Strain he and his family are part of the organizing committee for the World Percheron Congress coming to Brandon July 18th to the 23rd that's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today if you have any questions or opinions to share send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca I'm Corey Canute thanks for listening and have a great afternoon the Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network
Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. Sessions conclude June 6th. Each week covers a different topic. You can register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. The Miami Agricultural Society is co-hosting its first tractor pull and the annual Miami Mud Bog with the Miami Power Toboggan Club. It'll take place May 28th and 29th. This weekend, this is a family-friendly weekend. Saturday tractor pull, Sunday mud bog, bouncy castles, and face painting for the kids. Manitoba Forge and Grassland Association is putting on a fence and water solutions workshop June 1st. The cost $30. Register on the MFGA website. The Canadian Charlet Association is hosting its AGM June 10th to the 12th in Russell. Visit charlet.com for more details. And the Roland 4-H Museum is open throughout July and August. Hours are 1 to 4 p.m. Call 204-343-2061 for appointments or for more information. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Farmers are hoping to get back into the field this week. Jennifer McComb-Teru with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers had some advice for planting soybeans. A positive with later seeding is warmer soils. So these soil temperatures will support quicker emergence and reduce the risk of chilling injury. Soybeans will emerge in 4 to 16 days when seeded into soils that are at least 14 degrees. Also, soybeans are a large seed, and it's recommended to target half an inch in the moisture. In wetter spring conditions, consider the recommended seeding depth and not seeding on the deep end of this range to aid in quicker emergence. So the optimal seeding depth range is three-quarters of an inch to one and three-quarter inches. No shallower and no deeper. While the moisture this spring has kept farmers off the fields for the most part, weeds have been taking advantage. Kim Brown-Livingston is the province's weed specialist. We're seeing a lot of the annuals starting to come up, a lot of, like, you know, we're seeing the buckwheat starting already, um, lots of kochia, that type of thing, like kind of the usual. But also our perennials and our winter annuals have had a really good drink of water, so they are bigger than we've seen them in a few years, and those are, you know, uh, going to cause some problems later on. So really important to get our weeds under control this time of year. It, it always is, but and it's really tough right now because everybody's trying to get seeding done. But if the seeder's going, you know, have someone run in the sprayer as well. We've got to get ahead of those weeds. And realized net income for Canadian farmers rose 46.4% to $13.5 billion in 2021, as strong growth in receipts offset higher expenses. This increase followed a 79.7% gain in 2020 and a 5.1% rise in 2019. Excluding cannabis, realized net income in 2021 was up 46.2% to $13.7 billion. Realized net income is the difference between a farmer's cash receipts and operating expenses minus depreciation plus income in kind. Saskatchewan had the highest realized net income, followed by Alberta, Ontario, Manitoba, and Quebec. These provinces generate high volumes of crop production and were able to capitalize on high crop prices in 2021. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.